Hey, what's going on guys? This is Clay with Modern Loved Out Life, where we help you get the great loving relationship that you are looking for without having to play mind games, without having to play hard to get, and without having to pretend to be somebody or something that you are not, because I believe that you deserve to be loved for the person that you are. And if you agree with me, do me a favor by giving this video a thumbs up and by subscribing to the channel if you are not already. Uh, today we're gonna be talking about why your ex is giving mixed signals and what you can go about doing about that sort of thing if that's something that your ex is doing. Um, before we get into that though, I just wanted to let you know that we are going to be moving forward with the uh, both private coaching and also a group coaching interactive course as well too. Um, if you're interested in either one of those, please make sure that you are on the interest list. There's a link down below this video in the uh, description box for this video, as well as in a pinned comment, um, if you're watching this on the replay, where you can go ahead and sign up for the interest list, but that URL is modernlove.life slash the dash final dash call. And I'm going to be uh, giving you guys an update in the next uh, couple of days if you are on that interest list. Anyway, so let's go ahead and get into this. So why is your ex giving you mixed signals if, um, if you're trying to get back together with them and all that stuff? And I know that there's a certain group of people out there who are very jaded and very cynical that say that your ex is using you, they're stringing you along, they're out there enjoying dating and single life, all they are keeping you as a safe plan B in the background and all of that stuff. And I'm not gonna pretend that that kind of thing never happens, um, but generally speaking, that is not very common. Uh, your ex is probably not an evil, sinister, cruel person who's going to play uh, games with you, who's going to string you along, who's going to toy with you. And if they were, you would probably have an inkling that they were kind of a jerk like that because you had been in a relationship with them and you would have probably seen some of this side of their personality. Um, but if you're looking back at who your ex is and you're like, okay, you know, they're probably not a jerk. They're probably not stringing me along. They're probably not intentionally using me and toying with my emotions and keeping me as a plan B in case things don't work out with this other person that they're really into. And they're just, you know, not a awful person in general. Um, what is happening is that your ex is in a general sense confused about what they want. And I know that this is frustrating for you because you know one moment they're saying, hey, I really regret breaking up with you. I miss you. I think maybe even I think that we should get back together. And then the next moment they're saying, hey, I think we should be friends. I uh, you know, want to take back what I said. I think that we should take things slower. I think we should date other people. And there's just this back and forth kind of behavior. And I know that's very frustrating for you, but what you may not realize is that that is equally frustrating for your ex as well too. Um, your ex probably is aware that you are at least somewhat interested in working things out. Um, and they're probably going to be very cautious about sending you indicators that there might be something that could possibly happen between the two of you, okay? Unless they're very sure about how they feel, they're probably not going to be sending you those indicators prematurely. Um, because they don't want to think of themselves as the kind of person that's, uh, you know, jerking you around emotionally and all of that stuff. So they're, they're probably going to be very careful about their words. Um, but just know that 
if they are giving you these mixed signals, it is because they are most likely generally very confused their selves, okay? Um, and this is all part of one of the five stages that we talk about in our trainings called Riding the Dragon. So there's five individual stages uh, that your ex goes through on an emotional journey of getting back together with you. Um, this one is the middle stage where uh, their emotions are kind of in flux back and forth. And uh, this is where you get that uh, mixed message, mixed signal sort of behavior from. Um, what you want to do here is, uh, first of all, what some people recommend and what you may have a natural instinct to try to do is to draw a line in the sand or to get them to decide right now. Oh, wow, I got a super chat from somebody. Um, thank you very much, Josh. You say, uh, what if they are shutting you out completely? Okay, uh, if your ex is shutting you out completely, we'll, we'll get back to this. Um, but uh, if your ex is shutting you out completely, they're probably in the first stage of the uh, five stages of getting back together, which is called the wall of reactance, okay? And this is the um, stage where your ex is not talking to you. They are, you know, if you're contacting them, if you're um, um, initiating contact with them in some way, they are probably lashing out at you possibly if they are responding to you or they're just completely walling you out entirely. And uh, when you look at the emotion of reactance, I, I'm not gonna go into the effort of uh, defining what it is here because it might take a while, uh, but essentially it is the resistance to wanting to interact with you due to a whole lot of different things, okay? Um, and you want to look at why they're having that resistance towards interacting with you. Is it because they believe that you have a hidden agenda? Is it because there are still hurt feelings from things that happened before, during, or after the breakup? Um, you know, what could possibly be causing that reactance? And then as you start to uh, understand where that's coming from, you can start to adapt your approach to it. So for example, if your ex thinks that you have a hidden agenda, you can refocus the attention from some sort of hidden agenda, like trying to get back together towards doing something like, hey, let's just be friends for the time being. I don't know where this will go between us, but you know, I, I miss you, I like having you in my life. So let's just be friends as opposed to um, trying to define what we are prematurely. Uh, the other side of that might be that if your ex is still holding on to hurt and pain from um, the, the, the breakup or things that happened, you may want to apologize for that. Uh, not just saying, you know, hey, I'm sorry, I yelled at you or something like that, but simply also reflecting to them how you imagine that uh, your actions impacted them on an emotional level. Like, I can understand that you might feel um, upset because I said some things. I can understand why you might feel hurt that I was bringing things up from the past that I told you that I w had put behind us or something like that. And when your ex starts to understand that you hear them, they'll start to let go of that pain. They'll start to let go of that uh, resistance, that reactance towards interacting with you. And that's when you can get to the second stage of getting back together, which is called the test drive stage. Um, I think I saw another super chat in there. Yeah, it's Josh. Um, she's lashing out with me and dating again. Yeah, so it, it really does sound like she's at the, um, the wall reactant stage. Um, again, don't worry about the dating again part. That's 
I mean, most likely a, a response to emotional unavailability. And uh, she's, you know, if she is in a relationship, it's probably a rebound relationship. If she is dating, it's probably a rebound sort of date. Um, and, you know, we've made several videos about that in the past. So um, I would not worry about the the uh, dating again. I would just focus on trying to establish that emotional connection by clearing out that resistance, by understanding what might be causing her to resist wanting to interact with you, okay? Um, but going back to what we were talking about before about why your ex is sending mixed signals, this is that middle of the five stages of getting back together. And what's going on here is um, you want to resist the urge to try to get your ex to decide right now in the moment if they want to get back together with you or not. I know that you probably are wanting some sort of uh, certainty, some sort of finality when it comes to, hey, are we, do you want to get back together with me? Do you not want to get back together with me? Why are you sending me these mixed messages? But understand that the mixed messages are coming from a place of confusion within your ex. And they are probably not very equipped to handle giving you a definitive answer at this point in time. Um, if you force them to play their hand, they'll probably most likely stick with being broken up with you, not getting back together with you because of the law of consistency. You know, they already broke up with you. They're probably going to uh, act consistent with that, barring any new information and all of that stuff. So they're probably not going to get back together with you. So it's not a good idea to try to do that fork in the road um, ultimatum kind of thing at this point in time. What you want to do if your ex is... Um, giving you those mixed messages is to really understand that you need to build up that emotional connection to a higher level first before you get your ex to make that decision. Okay, once you have a higher emotional connection, once you have more positive feelings built up between the two of you, that's when you can say, hey, we've been having a really good time interacting with one another recently. Uh, have you been having a good time too? They'll, you know, assuming you've actually been doing this correctly, they'll say, yeah, I have been. And then you'll say, hey, have you ever thought about getting back together? And they'll might say, you know, yeah, maybe I have, or I hadn't really thought about that or something like that. And then you can actually start to have that conversation because you have that foundation of positive emotions built up. But if you're just at this point where your ex is giving you these mixed messages one way and the other, um, you probably don't have that solid foundation built up to the level to the point where you can really have that discussion right now. And so that's why it's important for you to not focus on trying to get them to decide whether they're going to be together with you or not at this point in time, but it's more important to bring your focus back onto the quality of the emotional connection between the two of you so that you can build up that foundation to the point where you can eventually have that conversation further down the road. Um, anyway, guys, this has been uh, an ex explanation about why your ex is giving you mixed signals. I hope you found this helpful. If you like what we're doing, please give me a thumbs up. Please subscribe to the channel if you're not already. And let's get into the other questions. Uh, that, was, that was really cool. I, I, I've never actually received a super chat before. Um, that was my first one. But uh, my understanding of internet etiquette is that I am obligated to respond to any super chats. So uh, let's go ahead with the non-super chat questions. Um, was wondering why all of a sudden he was all about loving me and then went and had a, and then when he had a seizure, he became really cold and insensitive and not to mention very distant. Okay, so um, 
first of all, I am not going to pretend like I'm some sort of expert on seizures or like I'm some sort of doctor or anything. I'm absolutely not any of those things. I'm a guy on the internet, on YouTube specifically. Um, but I just wanted to let you know that uh, when an event happens in your ex's life that perhaps causes them to question um, their health, how they're living their life, their uh, vitality, um, all sorts of things of that nature, it can cause them to uh, really question certain aspects of their life. You know, there have been times in my life when I've been particularly stressed about any number of things, work, school, a long time ago when I was in school, or various other things that were happening, and um, it really caused me to question my uh, place in life, and it caused me to question what, all I, what I was prioritizing. So, you know, potentially this seizure could have made him think, okay, maybe I need to focus more on my health now, uh, rather than trying to, you know, have fun and date or something like that. Or maybe I shouldn't be in a relationship until I can get my health figured out, because, you know, nobody wants to be in a relationship with somebody who's just going to, like, you know, drop dead at any given moment. Or, I mean, you know, it could be anything that he has on his uh, mind in terms of beliefs, limiting beliefs, and all of that stuff. Um, but just know that situations that come up can really cause people to question and doubt and reconsider things that they um, are doing in their lives. So that's, that's what I would say in regards to that. Uh, in terms of whether or not there's some sort of like personality shift that could happen as, a, as the result of a seizure, um, I am not an authority on that. I cannot make any informed comments about that. Um, Let's see, got a lot of people at the beginning of the chat just saying hello. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, okay, that's Josh. We got to Josh. Okay. Um, NY says, I need this. Well, I hope this helped you a whole lot. Um, Max and I have been broken up for a couple of months. Now I have taken an approach of no contact. I have recently sent out an accountability letter to her, and she has responded. Okay, that's great. Um, let me see if there's a follow-up. Uh, thank you so much. I am so appreciative for everything that you have done for me. There was no love lost on my side. You make me remember why I wanted you so bad in the first place. I think that's the letter. I don't think that's addressed to me. I think that's the content of the letter. Um, so. TJG says, so my question is, how do I go about communicating with her moving forward to get her back? What does her response mean to you? Has she moved on? Also, this is long distance. Okay, so that post that you put in the chat there, that was her response to you. Okay, let me just read this again. Thank you so much. I am so appreciative for everything that you have done for me. There was no love lost on my side. You make me remember why I wanted you so bad in the first place. Okay, yeah. So um, first of all, good sign that your ex is communicative with you. That means that your ex is probably, I'm trying to think about the five stages here, probably at riding the dragon, possibly coming out of test drive stage or potentially, very slim chance, but potentially a crisis point or, or further on. Um, so what you want to do is um, most likely if they're at late test drive or early riding the dragon is you want to focus on building that emotional connection so that you can sort of open their doors a little bit more so they feel comfortable interacting with you. Okay. 
So what this means is you want to take your attention off of the commitment, off of the idea of a relationship, uh, getting commitment, getting them to decide to be with you and all of that stuff right now. Because again, your ex is not emotionally ready to make that decision one way or the other. Um, and you want to put the attention instead on the quality of the connection between the two of you. When you're interacting, what kind of connection are you having? Are you able to actually be open and honest with one another? You know, they sent that message to you, that's great, that is a very open and honest and vulnerable message, but can you continue that into a conversation? Can you continue to keep things at a deep emotional level? Um, you know, we often have different ways of communicating. There's the surface level communication where we talk about people, places, and things like the weather, news, sports, TV shows, people that we know, all of that stuff. Um, and then there's a deeper level of communication, which is emotional communication. And this is where we can talk about things that are unique to us, our actual feelings, our actual experiences, and things of that nature. And this um, is where you want to pull your ex down to in order to uh, have that emotional connection where you can actually build that up, okay? So what you want to do is as you are communicating with your ex, you want to practice pulling them down into this deeper level of emotional connection. And the best way that you can go about doing that is by asking questions such as, what was that like for you? How did that make you feel? And tell me more about that, okay? These sorts of comments and questions can get your ex to share a little bit more about what's going on with them. You know, if, they, if you just ask them, hey, what did you do today? And they said, oh, I went downtown. Um, you know, it can be hard to, like, really relate to that. It's like, oh, cool, I'd like to go downtown, too. But, you know, you can be like, oh, tell me more about that. Why did you go downtown? What was so interesting about downtown? I know it's been a while since you've been downtown. Uh, what sort of changes have you seen? Is that one store that we used to like still there? You know, any number of these sorts of questions can start to shift the connection, start to shift the conversation from surface-level communication down to that emotional-level communication where you can start to actually have these um, interactions that will build up that emotional connection. So we had another super chat, so let's address that. Um, it is Josh. Josh says, my ex wants six months of space. Should I give it to her? Okay, so here's the thing. Um, when your ex says that they want six months of space, you have to understand that this is an issue of context versus content. Okay, so your ex is saying, I want six months of space. Now, it's not as if your ex is going to be sitting there with a watch and uh, they're going to say, you know, oh, it's been five and a half months, and if you try to contact me, I'm going to be upset with you and because, you know, I need the extra two weeks. And then once that final clock rolls over and it's been exactly six months, then I'll be open and receptive to talking to you. No, it's not what's going on because the words that are coming out of their mouth are coming from an emotional context beneath that surface. Okay, so your ex is having an emotional experience. That emotional experience is inspiring them and motivating them to say the things that they are saying. And so when your ex says, I want six months of space, what's happening is that they are feeling that they don't have space right now. And within the context of whatever's going on between you and them, they are thinking, okay, six months of space, that seems like enough space based off of where I'm at right now, based off of how I feel right now, to the point that I'll be much more open and receptive to Josh. And sure, that might be true, but you also have to understand that their emotions are constantly going to be shifting and moving about underneath the surface. And so 
well, their emotional state might say, hey, six months of space is what I need right now. Tomorrow, when they're in a different mood, when maybe they looked through an old photo album and they saw pictures of you that reminded them of, of you or something like that in a positive way, or maybe they ran into a friend who um, you know, said some great things about you, or you know, whatever, uh, their emotional state can shift. And then as their emotional state shifts, the, the, the sort of rules and the sort of words that are coming out of their mouth and the sort of structures that they're putting in place, like I need six months of space, that can start to change and shift as well too. And so you want to look at what is the emotional state beneath the surface that is causing your ex to say, I need six months of space. Is it because you are um, perhaps talking to them too often in a way where they think that you have a hidden agenda? Is it because that you're not considering their emotional state? Is it because they just have a lot of chaotic things going on in their life in terms of work, school, deadlines, stuff like that? Is it uh, other things that are going on that might be causing them to feel stressed and overwhelmed in a certain capacity? And if that is the case, then you need to understand that emotional context is what you need to address, not, the necessary, uh, not necessarily the request for six months of space. So if you can, so for example, if uh, you're interacting with your ex in a way that is, um, you know, let's just say needy, that is clingy, that is uh, coming across as you having a hidden agenda, yeah, I can understand why your ex might say, I need six months of space because this is causing me to feel claustrophobic, this is causing me to feel awkward because it seems like you want something and I don't know if I'm prepared and ready to give that to you. Whereas simply in that example, if you were to shift your approach and instead let go of your hidden agenda and instead bring your focus back onto the quality of the emotional connection that you have right then and there in that moment, then that is going to uh, cause the context to shift. And then the content of what they're saying is going to shift as well too because suddenly they start to feel better on an emotional level interacting with you. Um, let's see, I haven't given space since the breakup. Yeah, I mean, uh, depending on the nature of your connection between you and your ex, that might be something that you want to do. Um, again, I don't know if there's anything um, magical about a specific time limit. It's more about the, the quality of the emotional uh, connection that's happening underneath the surface and the emotional context that's happening beneath the surface. So, I mean, if you do want to give some space, go ahead and do that. But um, I wouldn't, I don't see much value in saying like, okay, it must be six months. It must be 30 days. It must be two months. It must be some set amount of time. But um, if you want to give space, go ahead and do that. But uh, be, be willing to, to feel into it, be willing to be open to whatever that space may need to be. Maybe it needs to be longer, maybe it needs to be shorter, maybe it is simply about the way that you're contacting your ex and approaching your ex and talking to your ex that's causing them to want space. Uh, and if you simply change that uh, way that you approach them, they might suddenly not necessarily need space moving forward. So um, again, I hope that helps you out. Um, Let's see, where did we leave off? A lot of comments here today, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> Again, um, sorry for the dead air here. Um, I have to scroll through all these comments. I know they appear very neat and orderly on your end, but on my end there are just these small little bubbles that vanish after a moment or two. Um, hey Clay, new haircut. <laughs> yes, I got a I got a haircut yesterday. I have to get it cut every month or so, otherwise I start to get shaggy. Um, 
Um, hope you're doing well. Everything is stressful with my situation right now. I would love to chat after the stream if possible. Um, yeah, so just head over to the interest list and uh, sign up over there and you know, we can, as we move forward and start to set up uh, the, the private coaching program and also the group coaching program, I'll probably be involved in a whole lot of um, calls with people just to make sure if they're the right fit. If they're not the right fit, we can talk about situations and stuff like that. So make sure that you're on that interest list, Jiro. Uh, again, the link for that is gonna be in the description below this video or in the pinned comment on the top of the um, comment section on the replay of the video if you're not watching this live. Um, let's see. There is a chance as long distance as you believe in it and they're willing to make changes to make it happen. Um, Okay, not sure exactly what's going on there. Uh, perhaps English is not your first language, but I think what I'm getting from your question is, is it possible to make a long distance relationship work if two people are um, willing to make changes? And th the answer is absolutely yes. Um, long distance relationships do have their challenges. They do have their struggles. I'm not gonna lie about that. Um, but Again, all, all that you need to do to have a relationship with somebody else is for you to agree to be in a relationship with them and for them to agree to be in a relationship with you. And really, if you want to be in a relationship with them, that's half of it right there. All that's standing between you and them being in a relationship together is their decision, is their choice. And um, that's something that absolutely can happen, assuming you're able and willing to create that emotional connection and assuming you're willing to listen to them where they're at, assuming you're willing and open and able to hear their story without uh, you know, reacting, without being uh, defensive and actually be able to hear things from their point of view. And um, assuming that both of you are able to actually uplift each other's lives and bring some value to each other's lives and make each other's lives better as the result of being in a relationship together, yeah, long distance relationships absolutely can work. I have worked with uh, people in long distance relationships before and um, yeah, it's definitely not impossible. Definitely not impossible at all. Anyway, guys, um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this video here, but I wanted to thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, if you like what we're doing, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel if you're not already. And if you are potentially interested in um, private coaching or group coaching, please check out that link down below in the description. Anyway, I will keep you guys updated on that moving forward. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you